into the contest. It's Friday the 3rd of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here, joined by my co-host Shane Lee. The weather is absolutely beautiful. 23, 24 degrees. Spring is here. Now, Shane, what's going on with you? Tom's got the kayak. What are you guys going to do? We just got a new stand-up paddleboard too, Timmy, that, that you blow up, so... Hopefully I won't sink it like the Titanic, mate. But uh, due to the nice warm weather, it's going to be a lovely weekend of water sports, I think, with the kids. Get them out outdoors and run them around, mate, or swim them around. Yeah, you need to get one of those quick pump-ups. You don't want to be standing there trying to blow it up. All right, today on the show, we'll cover off both the NRL with Steve Gillis, the play manager to the stars, two-time premiership player in the AFL, Corey McKernan is here, and everyone's favourite Olympic silver medalist, it's John Stephenson. Time to talk a bit of rugby league. Roosters, I tell you what, they have just ticked over, haven't they, this year? Injury, uh, look, guys retiring left, right and centre. And last night, we'll welcome the manager to the Stars, Steve Gillis. With that, the Roosters, how good were they against Canberra? Yeah, certainly very brave last night, the Roosters, Tim. Certainly a lot of the uh, fringe players have got their opportunity have certainly uh, made the most of it. And they're, they're humming along okay. I'm sure a lot of teams wouldn't like to be playing in the semi-final. Yeah, definitely, mate. Now, Parramatta take on Penrith tonight. Um, Parramatta deciding to arrest a few key players in Gutherson uh, and Mitchell Moses, which is a big call. Yeah, very surprising there, Shane. I'm expecting Penrith to absolutely steamroll the Eels tonight. And whether or not that affects their momentum going into the playoffs uh, is yet to be seen. But Penrith looked uh, charged up and ready to roll. Interesting game tonight. Melbourne uh, faulted against Parramatta and they had the players uh, on song. That's that's the, the confusing thing is why would you rest them when they finally hit some form and they couldn't be timed with a stick for about three months. But anyway, that's that's what's happened. Melbourne and the Sharks, what do you make of that one? I'll be very surprised if Craig Bellamy doesn't have the Melbourne Storm ready to fire. Uh, Timmy, they're, um, they're good at the business end of the season and that's where we are right now. So I'd be expecting Melbourne to... Uh, click into gear and everyone to be talking about Melbourne uh, after this weekend. It's funny, just back to the Roosters, um, with what went on on the field last week with uh, Luttrell um, and Manu, it just seemed like they really sort of gelled the club together from Nick Politis down. Yeah, they're playing with plenty of passion now, aren't they? There's, mm. there's a job to yep. be done and they certainly have gelled, Shane, and I expect them to uh, be a very annoying team in the next few weeks to anyone that play against. Yeah, he's such a good player, isn't he? Literally dominated Origin, and he's been a precocious talent for you know ever since we've heard the name Latrell Mitchell from up there uh, in Taree. But mate, he's got to get this brain snap out of his game, otherwise he's just going to continue to sit out some very important ones. Well, when you play at high speed, uh, Tim, you run the risk of making uh, mistakes, and that's pretty much what's happened. Uh, plays with enormous amount of aggression and things are going to go wrong. So I, I think you'll see him refine his game a little bit when he comes back. I'm sure there would be some learned people at the South Sydney club that will uh, have a talk to him. And I would expect to see a, a different kind of, a more measured kind of Latrell in the future. Just quickly, mate, who, who plays who plays the Storm in the grand final, do you think? Oh, probably Penrith, Shane. I mean, that's, yep. that's the way it's looked. I mean, it, it, it took that way all year and It'd have to be a major twist or turn for not to, not to evolve that way. So I'd expect the Panthers and, and the Storm to fight it out. 
Now, finally, Steve, just talking a little bit of business. Uh, for a long time now, you've shown an interest to Shane's uh, son, Tom, and signing him up as part of your uh, star team. I just wanted to give you that insight that he's now into water sports. He's got a kayak and a stand-up paddleboard. So you could really look at some sort of multi-sport here. Yeah, look, I, I'm pretty sure I've secured him a car sponsorship, uh, Tim, which is very exciting. But it's got to work out when he's going to be able to drive the thing. So... Um, you've got to sort of time your run. Yeah, unless, unless it's a matchbox no, no, car. Timing your runs in court, not. We don't want to give him the keys before he's actually allowed to drive the thing. But it, it, at the moment, it's my best carrot to, to get him on board. So there's a car there for him ready to go. And remembering that when, when he hits 16, if he's got nothing, um, the car probably won't be there for him, so. <laughs> It'll be all bubble wrapped yeah. 2021 version. Yeah. Stephen, enjoy the rest of the weekend of the footy. God love you. See you guys. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, two time Premiership player with North Melbourne, it is Corey McKernan, all about the AFL. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. All right, time to talk AFL 2 fantastic finals this weekend. Two-time Premiership player for North Melbourne, Corey McKernan, how are you? Good morning, boys. How are you going? Finals are... Unbelievably, they're upon us. Mate, they're upon us, and uh, we can't wait, mate. So let's kick off. Can GWS win without Toby Green against Geelong? Well, all things would say that you can't win without one of the most influential players in the competition. And mm-hmm. But GWS this year have defied the odds uh, time and time again. They, remember, they had that famous win against the Cats where they went down to Geelong and yep. pretty much had their half their team missing, but... I don't know. I just think at the pointy end of the year, you can maybe get away with it in the home and away. I just don't know. I just think having Toby out might be just that one step too far. Oh, gosh, his brain snaps. Just ridiculous, aren't they? Such a talented player. But I was watching the game, the bump of the umpire, like so unnecessary, the stuff. I had to do a double take, Tim, when I, <laughs> when I actually <laughs> saw it. I think the game's been going on for over 100 years. And one thing, even as a kid, you just... You have that spatial awareness not to go near an umpire, and it's just—it's mm. really unfortunate. And and look, he's compiled a a record that's not a record that you want in missing so many finals and being fined mm. money and things like that. And just just very unfortunate. And and like I said, you know, I mean, you want you want the best players at the, at the biggest time of the year, and unfortunately, GW, GWS are going to go one short. The umpire thought he had a friend, didn't he, for a second there, and then bang. Shoulder. Yeah, absolutely. What about what, what about Brisbane Western Bulldogs? Uh, Western Bulldogs were uh, imposing last week over Essendon. Yeah, they were. They seem to have found their mojo back. And you know, I mean, over the the previous few weeks, where they they weren't so good in, uh, you know, I mean, with the amount of ball that they were winning in the midfield, and even Bolt was down, and a few others were down. But um, no, it was really led by Libba and all those mids for the Western Bulldogs really got them going again. Look for the Bombers. Uh, 
I think the Essendon fans out there, one thing you're not really good at is having expectation. You just got to let these kids develop. I think you got a great bunch of kids at Essendon. And look, I, I think Essendon had a really, really good year making the finals. And I mean, they just got to, you know I mean, next year, they, they've got to get that big hoodoo off their back for the 6,203 days since they've won a final. Now, let's talk um, Port Adelaide and Melbourne are already through to the next round, but um, will this week off um, help or hamper Melbourne? I, I just felt they were getting a lot of momentum the last few weeks. They'd really, they started the season off, as we all knew, um, with, with a flyer. Um, they had a bit of a lull there in the middle, but they started getting their momentum back. So hopefully this week won't, won't put them off. Yeah, look, what's happened, and look, it, it fits in the theme of uh, the whole COVID era. What's happened in these few weeks is it, it never happened before where they'll have a mm. week off, and if they make the grand final, I think they'll end up with another week off again. So, look, they've they got a um, really highly regarded uh, fitness um, guy in Dean Burgess, and I'm sure they're going to be across that, but you can't help but think, Shane, you know, I mean, it's mm. sort of like, it's a bit like the fast bowler mentality that, yep, you know what I mean? They, they just, they work into it. They they thrive on the work and stuff like that. And sometimes you wonder with the momentum, um, yeah. momentum's a beautiful, beautiful thing in sport when you got it. You don't, you don't feel sore anymore. You feel it's fresh. True. You're running yep. on top of the ground. And look, it's, uh, the ones I feel sorry for, look, I think the players will get it right, but I just feel desperately sorry for the Melbourne fans. Um, mm. The way that the way that the borders are worked out at the moment that, South Australia are going to be able to go uh, to Western Australia for the grand final because they're in the green zone. Mm-hmm. I just feel sorry for all those long-suffering Melbourne fans out there that can't go and see their team play in the grand final. Yeah, there'll be some fair dinkum house parties, that's for sure. Corey, cannot wait for these couple of games. Uh, talk real soon, eh? Thanks, boys. Have a great day. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, he could run. We love him. He's an Olympic silver medalist as well. John Stephenson. PlaySport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to PlaySport.com. PlaySport, whatever moves you. Oh, it's John Day. That means an extra sense of celebration. The balloons are up. The fireworks are on. It's been self-labelled John Stephenson Day, the former silver medalist, and he joins us now. Hello, John. (laughs) Hey, dude, what's going on? Don't you just, don't you just feel happier when you got to say it's John Day? Like you get excited, you get a week. <laughs> no, man, I say, I say it every week, not really. <laughs> hey, Johnny, but you're in. You're coming to us live from LA. Yeah, live from LA, man. I'm trying to spread John Day out here, mate. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's all happening over here, Shane. Mate, uh, and what, is it, what's the vibe like? Is it is it a bit scary? Or is it very different to here? People out and about, mate, uh, getting on with it, which I think we should take a leaf out of their book. And um, mm. if, if we if they, if we did, uh, we would see our man Eddie Maguire actually go into the AFL Grand Final. But unfortunately, <laughs> he's not in LA, so he's uh, he's stuck in Melbourne like the rest of us. Well, let's start with that subject because he's he's a mate of yours, Eddie, and uh, this will be the first Grand Final he will miss. AFL Grand Final, of course, for those that haven't read it, the AFL Grand Grand Final is heading to Optus Stadium in Perth, and Eddie who works for Fox, who do the coverage, had all the intention of going along and doing everything. But Mark McGowan said, nah, you're not essential. Mm. Yeah, this old chestnut. You know, everyone knows my views by now. If you've listened to this podcast and know how what I think of COVID and what we should be doing. I, poor old Eddie. I, it's, a, it's the last of people's problems. I don't think anyone really gives a shit, to be honest with you, because everyone's <laughs> like, 
everyone's got their own issue. Eddie, watch it on TV, mate. You don't need to be there. And I think that's on Mark McGowan, the uh, WA government felt like, mate, you don't, you're not essential, bud, so you don't need to be here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it just shows the sign of the times, right? You know, um, he hasn't missed one since 1976, has he? Well, that's what I mean. I mean, it's, it, it seems like such a first world problem, right? Mm. But, it, but it, it's still, it's, it's relative to the world we're living in now. And, and, you know, for some people, that's their existence, right? This is why we're seeing suicide rates going up. And I'm not comparing Eddie not getting to the grand final, but, you know, for some people, this is their existence. This is what they live for. You know, they work a nine to five all throughout the year. And they, this is the one thing which they reward themselves and keeps them going for another year. And I think, you know, we don't take that into account with this COVID as well, you know. So, um, you know, if you put that in perspective, what Eddie is going through, not being able to go to the AFL, I mean, you can understand it, but really, Eddie will be all right, mate. I'm sure he's going to be 75-inch TV. He can watch the grand final. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be doing part of the coverage from studios in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, I, I must admit, I don't feel an enormous amount of uh, sympathy for old Ed and not going to a grand final. But I, from, a, from a positive point of view, you're a West Australian by birth. You know where AFL sits in the whole, um, you know, the whole list of things in Perth. So for the people in Perth that are actually able to go, because this will be the last year this ever happens like this, they're actually mm. able to go to an AFL grand final. They will, like you say before, be once-in-a-lifetime moments for them. Oh, I love your optimism too. That's a big call. This is the last time we'll be doing this, Tim. You reckon, mate? <laughs> yeah, that's a big call, Jeff. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree. WA love their football. That's a, that's the point. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Well, I think I think I think you know the grand final is a better home than what. Queensland was for the grand final. I think Optus Stadium is going to absolutely erupt. Uh, The people at WA AFL is their thing. Um, It's the reason why I know that a state like WA has two teams and um, they've been had two successful teams over the years, you know, and it's going to be absolutely awesome to see the people at WA um, actually be able to experience that. this opportunity. Hey, John, let's talk about uh, motor racing. There's a, there's a new whiz kid on the scenes, man. This kid called Brock Feeney. He's replacing the greatest of all time in Jamie Wincup. Big shoes to fill. Oh, he's he's a magnificent driver, Shane. Um, if, for those that are into motor racing, they'll they'll know Brock Feeney came through Super Three. Um, did a very he's doing a stint in Super Twos now, um, which is all the feeder categories for V8s. Um, but ever since we saw him in Super Three, the kid has been a, has been a gun. He trains up in Norwell and lives with Paul Morris, who was a very famous V8 supercar driver um, mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, and and Paul, you know, trains a lot of the top. We've had supercar drivers out of Norwell and, and a lot of the up and, come, up and coming kids. And Brock Feeney is actually one of them. So a lot of the guys like Shane Van Gisman goes up there and trains Cam Waters, um, Nick Perkett, all go up there in, uh, and at, at, his, at Paul Morris's facility and, and train. So he's had a really, really nice sort of pathway um, into V8s. I don't think they've rushed this kid. He drove very well at Bathurst last year with James Courtney. He was, he was the, he was the um, support driver for James Courtney and, um, and drove very well. He's, he's supported by Pete Adderton from Boost Mobile. And I think that's how they've been able to really expedite sort of his progression. And, you know, that whole, that whole Paul Morris, Peter Adderton connect, the Boost Mobile connect and Roland Dane out of Triple Eight Racing, where who Jamie is the boss of now, mm-hmm. um, uh, is very, very, they're very, very thick as thieves. So um, I reckon mm. this, is a very, this is a planned move. I think Brock, Brock is a gun um, and he's, he's, he's going to fit in there really, really nicely. Yeah, 18, eh? Talk about dreams come true. And what about Jake Paul, the latest there? 
Oh, Jake Paul, brilliant. Uh, look, I, look, I said to you guys, I love these entertainment fights. I mean, a lot of boxing purists think, think they're a joke. Um, Jake Paul ended up fighting Tyron Woodley, who was a former welterweight champion, uh, USC welterweight champion. And um, that fight took place um, very strangely. Normally it's our Sunday, but it took place on a Monday, which which was very weird. Um, but it, it was the highest, second highest uh, pay-per-view behind his brother, um, uh, Logan Paul, who fought for Mayweather. Um, so these guys are making money in their rating and, and the money that he generated, he made something like 2.8 million, Paul. He took a million of his own cash and spread it throughout the card. Now, for those that understand boxing, when you're watching all the prelim fights, a lot of those fighters don't get paid a lot of money. And what Logan Paul did, which I thought was really class, act, took a million dollars of his own money and spread it out throughout the card. Um, right. And he, he actually, his main support was, uh, was a, box, a female boxer by the name of Serrano from Puerto Rico. He gave her 500000 making her the highest paid female boxer ever, which right. I just think is super duper cool. Um, the only person he didn't give money to was Tyson Fury's younger brother because he hates him, so he didn't give any cash. <laughs> <laughs> Happens like that. Oh, that was pretty cool. And then, and then listen to this, another British fighter by the name of Dubois, um, he gave him 50,000, but Dubois gave it back because he didn't give money to Tyrant. So I thought because he because Dubois is good friends with little Yui Fury. So, um, so yeah, no, nah, I thought it was a really class act. Uh, what Jake Paul did, I thought he fought relatively well. Um, look, he's still got a long way to go, but hey, it, boxing is entertainment. People got to remember that, right? Anytime that people lace up the gloves and they're facing one another, it's a fight, it's like a race out the front street of your house. A race is a race. Two people line up, you're lining up, someone's going to win. And boxing's very similar. Um, and yeah, they're raiding and, and he's, he's really bringing a demographic and a crossover crowd from all his YouTube and his Disney days. Hey, John, you're going to uh, duck your head into Shadow Mum Mum tonight? You never know, mate. There might be a music music or, 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 a, uh, or a, a, um, a movie producer in there, mate. You might get spotted. Wait, was that your old horn show when you come to LA? It's funny yeah. enough, I'm looking, at, I'm looking out the window. I can actually see it, mate. You know Johnny Stepp, but he travels five-star, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he's, I'm living a life, mate. Don't worry about me. John, so you've got to celebrate, John. Oh, well, that's, you know what? I'm very disappointed, boy. Just one second, please. Very, mm, very disappointed. Mm. My very close brothers. It's a very, very special week for John this week because he, he celebrated his birthday. And I didn't got one birthday wish from you guys. But anyway, I know where the love comes from and I won't forget this. Well, I, I did send you a happy birthday, Mish, with a big love heart on it and I was just about to mention that. Happy birthday, John, for during the week. You don't turn 45 every day of the week. And um, the... <laughs> That I had read something in, in a, a scurrilous magazine suggesting that the reason why you are in LA is because you're teaming up with a few producers to actually move this whole idea, John Day, into a, a movie. Is that is that true? <laughs> An exotic, erotic movie. <laughs> <laughs> what about down, was it? What about down, was the Valley Court? Is that where all the, all the movies are made down the valley? That's where I'm staying. Get down there, mate. Silicon Valley, yeah. Yeah, uh, me and Kim Kardashian mm. make a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, plenty of silicon down there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Thanks, boys. Talk later. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you goes to Steve Gillis, Corey McKernan and John Stephenson. And thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, www.xblades.com.au. And the great man Dan McHugh, our producer, will be back on Monday with your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care.